welcome everyone to the Circle of the Bay podcast top five picks of the week here, ladies and gentlemen, live here to on YouTube and of course all the audio platform listeners. This is the host of DV's one I've seen, of course, here with me, Familia, the greatest faction of all time, the fellow four horsemen of podcasting, which last night, uh, Chris, what did Mike Lopez showed up out of nowhere? I know. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, sorry, man. I had to fucking handle shit, dude. I'm, I'm not sleeping much. I'm working too much. I got a lot of shit to handle. I don't. Well, I, I, yeah, so it's what it is. I'm going to tell them why, because this Sunday, of course, make sure you guys go at the whiskey. The director will be there. It'll be a live show for free, free, for free. free. All ages, too. All bring ages. your kids. Bring your wives. They don't bring free your grandmother, though. Do not bring your grandmother, because then you got to. Yeah. I mean, you could. There's some grandmothers who rock out. Hey, there's going to be some grandmother. Not mine. That was not a shout-out to mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, yes, once again, me to my other host, of course, the De Niro of all De Niro's, Mr. DeLorean himself, who takes it back in time and everywhere, anywhere, coast to coast. Like Mike De Niro, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. What's good, everybody? Can't wait to get into this list and hear That's everyone right. else's list. And the director himself as well that takes you coast to coast, the host himself, with the most, with, because he directs you everywhere as well, and to listen to Big Destroyed, especially one and only director. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest today, one of our biggest fans here on the show. See, this is one thing you guys could do as well. Give us a top five, we'll get you on. And she gave us her top five, and this is her to present. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome, of course, biggest fan here, Vanessa Vasquez, the General V. That what up, right. guys? Happy to be here, dude. It's an absolute honor. I'm, I'm really excited to, like, you guys echo to get into the list and to see everybody else's. Because, honestly, to me, women's wrestling is, is the best wrestling. So, I'm excited. <laughs> I will cheer Absolutely. for that. There you go. This is, this is this may be the first time. But... How did you for it? But, yes, go ahead, director. Sorry. No, I was saying this may be the first time, but it won't be the last time we'll be having Vanessa on for sure. Oh, no, Hell no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. If it's women's matches, anything you want, Vanessa, let us know. We'll do it. I am thrilled, man, and I'm honored for you to be here, and I'm very happy. Now, let's do that. Yes. Let's let the people know that today's top five, once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Vanessa's mm-hmm. pick, and that is top five NXT women's matches. So that is right. We're going back, woo, right from the beginning of the NXT. Uh, you could say the, the pioneer ones were in 2014, you could say, from Natalia Charlotte yep. when they had that takeover. Even prior to that, where you had Paige uh, and AJ Lee at that time as well. But th- these are the women Blue that pants. pioneered. <laughs> Blue pants. Blue, Blue pants especially. But these are the women that pioneered the future of the current NXT women's division that gave us incredible matches, fantastic, you know, moments that we've seen not only just on pay-per-views, on takeovers, but also on regular NXT episodes as well. So today we're picking our top five of that. So we're not doing the spin today because we're saving Vanessa for last because she is our guest for this evening. So we're going to go red robin around. So I'll take it away first. I'll get out of the way. Might as well. That is right. I will get it out of the way. And all right, my number five will be, uh, yes, and that is Jesus. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Wow, the the fellow four horsewomen right here. That is right, Becky mm. Bailey, Becky Lynn, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Takeover Rival, to uh, 2015 February 11th. Oh man, these women really put on a phenomenal show. And a phenomenal matchup as well. And this is where we saw the gimmick change of Bailey as well. And this is where we're seeing more of the boss herself of that gimmick. And like I said, I, even with Becky Lynch, when she got rid of the other gimmick, I, I, I don't think yeah, it was the last Yeah, I think it's, that's where the last kicker was barely was, you know, becoming to be born. Charlotte, of course, being the face, uh, more the face here at this time. You know, after defeating uh, Natalia for belt, and now she's more of the fair type. So, but this match overall was great. I really enjoyed it. It really solidified all these four women's careers in, in right now WWE, and pretty much they are 
the you could say the Mount Rushmore for those NXT. And I know that people may bash me on that, but it's the truth. Without these four, you know, women, they would not have what we currently have in this roster right now in this, you know, NXT women's division. So I mean that's, that's my number fact. five. My numero cuatro, number four will be oh i already enjoyed this one and this is an episode of oh NXT. yeah yes nikki cross oh, oscar last women's standing match june 28 2017 this match right here remind everybody that at the, this at this tenure of oscar at the time when well, she was a deadliest woman and of course Man, them two going at it. Look, look at Licky just smiling. Like, what the fuck? He Word. just lost. He just got counted up to 10. And how the hell did she just going to be smiling? Why? Because the fact that, you know, Nikki was the only one here at this time that had Asuka's number. And yeah. while Asuka was being, you know, that the NXT Women's Champion, after all the women that she has competed against, Nikki was the one that was really close to kind of defeat Asuka at this, mo- at this moment in time. And but this match on a regular on free TV, I was excited. I was living that superplex. My God, and just to see that it was so awesome, man. And this is my favorite run for Oscar as well because she, this is not the only match that I have on my list for her. And that's my number, you know, four. But my number three would be, of course, and that is NXT Takeover, Ember mm-hmm. Moon and Oscar Brooklyn three. August 19, 2017. This was another fantastic match between these two ladies because another one that had Asuka's number. And this one, for me, I I swear, I'm not going to lie, I thought Ember was going to win this one. Just with this right, right here, this maneuver, yeah, her, her eclipse. I thought, oh, shit, this is over. She's going to get pinned. But when Asuka got kicked out, oh, the crowd just here, and the crowd went, oh, like, oh, it just gave me... Gave me goosebumps to this uh, right now. Like, oh my God. It was, I was off of, you know, off of my seat. Never thought that somebody would kick out of the eclipse and Oscar did. And I was like, oh shit. And that's why I was there live. That crowd was insane for this. Right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, it was, oh my God. I, I I can say it was one of the, you know, matches of the year for that. I, my opinion, but I, I know people are going to give different about it, like this community, but hey, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But for me, this one was, oh man, love it. It's fabulous. When, you know, with Ember Moon Oscar, they put a, you know, a hell of a performance that night. I can tell you that. And at number two, because we finally get to see her shine. And I was happy that she got this one. And that is Mia Yim versus nice. Io Shirai. I, and that is, of course, the ladder match on an episode of NXT. Oh, man, thank you so much, Courtney. Appreciate you. Well, Kofi Weston, yes, we live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. De Niro is, is really all in. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, Thanks. he is. I appreciate then, you noticing. <laughs> but then, oh, man. And this is where Mia Yim broke her nose. Yeah. You have to remember that. She broke her nose on this one. And this is the this is the build up for you'll see what coming up. But yes, right there. Oh my God, Kaylee Ray throwing <laughs> Mia Yim, and the way how Mia Yim looked. Oh my God, she bounced off like horribly. I I, but I I feel this this matchup myself kind of solidified Mia Yim's NXT career a bit more. Uh, I wish they could have kept her longer, and she could have been up right now the NXT Women's Champion, in my opinion. Very underrated. It's not giving the credit was credit Absolutely. to it. And I'm happy to see her. She's doing great works at Impact. She's had a fantastic match just recently at Emergence against Jordan Grace. Yeah. Uh, hell of a show on that. And um, she can, she's going to be a future champ. And I'm hoping Impact sees that. If And I'm hoping Paul probably could say, hey, you want to come back? And like, oh, man, if he brings her back, I'll be so happy. Do it, Papa H. Bring me in back because she deserves to have that run. Oh, man, it just, it sucks, man. Oh, damn you, Vince. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sad to say. Uh, Mike's my... trying to get back all his kids, you know? I hope I hope he, uh, she's one that he gets back for sure. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. I hope so. I hope she's one of them that, she, that he brings back. And, of course, my numero uno. I 
know. I'm going to say it right now. Everybody thinks it's going to be the Brooklyn takeover, Bailey, Sasha. Look, I'm going to say this right now. I set, the, set that match when we said women's matches of all time in our previous top five. Go to the archives. But I, I'll give them that respect. Of course, that's another one that really kind of pioneered every, every woman to have put a, a, a seven-star or a seven-eight or an eight-year match every year, takeover, yeah. you know, takeover they have. But I'm not going to use that one because it's like, nah, let's just say they already built that for, for these women's now. Let's talk about the ones that are happening just within the last seven, eight, you know, seven, eight years. Talk about that. A little bit less than that. So my number one will be War Games. That is oh, right. shit. That is Aye. right. Aye. War Games. And that is Team Baszler versus Team Rhea. And this is NXT TakeOver War Games 2019. And this is where Baser, Bianca, Eo, and Kaylee Ray versus Tia, Rhea, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Tegan Knox. Why did I chose this one? Because this is the one that shocked the world when this happened. That's when we saw oh, the yeah. Dakota Kai yeah. turn, turn in the fucking face. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. I remember I that did not ex- my, right? my, heart, my heart still hurts for that. I was shocked. I remember that. I was shocked. I, I didn't expect that. I, I, none of us did. And yeah, her and to do too. that to do that in such a, I want to say, convoluted, but I just mean like such a stacked roster of a card. Like there were six women in there, and you already are putting in this storyline of two women. Like you don't see that uh, that often. It's usually like in one on one or tag team battles. But like they threw this in this giant main event. With so many already other personalities, and it was at the beginning of it too, I think, right? Yeah, he was the first match. It was, yeah. That's yeah. literally what kicked off the show. Yeah. Yeah. Wild, wild move. Oh man, this, this was. Uh, yes, I love this. This, this work was awesome, man. This, 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 this event, but this being the grand, you know, the open matchup. Woo, woo. I love it, love it, and, and it kind of pretty made. Uh, it made Dakota Tegan because in the following takeover, you had their singles, you know, match they had, you know, like, you know, yep. in that matchup later on. And yeah. it made Candice as well. Uh, and Rhea. And just, man, it, it, this was that time, that feature of NXT having those eight women. It was, you know, phenomenal that 2019, man. I, I, I think it was the best women's era uh, by far right there in 2019. Just awesome. So stacked. Love yeah. It. Hell yeah. Honestly, it's hard. I think one of the things that I love most about that match is for someone who's been watching women's wrestling for 25 plus years, watching it, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe we're in a time where we can see a match like this magnitude, but involving women. You know what I mean? Because that was yeah. unheard of before. Yeah, most definitely. Agreed. 100%. Man. That's my list, man. It's that works. was a hard list. list. That was, uh, yeah, memory lane for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to rewatch that War Games. I mean, I felt like that was just yesterday, even though it was almost, what, four, four years ago? It's almost like four that. years uh, ago. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. watching it live. I don't know if it was with Vanessa, but I definitely do remember watching it live for sure. So, I think yeah. I saw you the day after, because I believe that was around the same time they had just done uh, – Survivor Series too. So Survivor Series was like the same weekend, and we hung out. Yeah. In Survivor- that was one of the first like shows that I watched with my fiance, who is not really a wrestling fan, but that <laughs> opening match actually got her, and she was that's amazing. Yeah, she was a fan for the rest of the show. So and only for the rest of the show because now she's like, hey, go watch your wrestling. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, least, you know that match had that type of impact on her. All right. De Niro, take it away. All right, my number five. We're going all the way back. Uh-oh. It's NXT Arrival, Paige versus Emma. I what? feel like that was such a great matchup to showcase what type of wrestling NXT is giving to the women because at this time, we still didn't see the women's revolution on the main roster, but we were getting those matches on NXT when NXT was even – NXT, this is, I believe this was the first show that was on the WWE Network. So NXT at the time was on Hulu. I believe it was like on Hulu and maybe WWE.com. So it was really hard to watch NXT if you didn't have like a Hulu account. 
So a lot of people didn't even know like that this type of wrestling was going down in NXT this whole time. But this matchup was amazing. This is right before Paige debuted on the main roster the night after WrestleMania 30. So this is like the first like introduction that people got to Paige. Um, I believe Emma was already on the main roster. And she was doing like her little dance with Santino and shit, right? But I think that she showed that she could actually go on NXT because she was still in NXT even though she was already on the main roster and put on a hell of a match with Paige. I remember watching this. This was my first NXT show I ever watched. And I was instantly hooked in. I was like, wow, these women are really killing it. So just for like memory's sake, I got to give it to them. That was a great matchup. Yeah. And Paige, to me, will always be one of the greatest of all time that's never in the conversation of greatest of all time. Yeah. She, I think, like, her and AJ Lee, like, they, in my opinion, kicked off the revolution. They just didn't make it to the revolution. Their careers were ended just shy of the new four horse or of the four horsewomen. The dream matches that you could have had between, like, Paige and Banks or AJ and Bailey, like, all the, like, Fantasy booking through the roof. They were just. They laid the groundwork for sure. Absolutely. They were just gone too soon. For sure. I I totally agree. My number two or my number four is the first NXT TakeOver. TakeOver 1. Charlotte versus Natalia. I I love this matchup, especially for. They they really played off of the family lineage on both women. You had Bret Hart and Ric Flair who. I think even at this time, they still had a little bit of like a professional rivalry. So it was really cool to see Bret Hart and Ric Flair ringside for supporting their family members. Um, Charlotte was still coming into her own, but you start to see glimpse of what we see now in Charlotte. And I thought that this was a matchup where she really showed what she could become and what she ended up becoming. And it was really cool to see a veteran like Natalia go down to NXT and mix it up with them. I, I believe this was after Paige had to relinquish the title because she went up to the main roster. She relinquished the title and then they had a tournament and it came down to Natalia and Charlotte. And yeah. this matchup was just great. It was a technical masterpiece, I think. It's really underrated and I think that people should go back and watch this matchup because not only did it have the drama, it had great wrestling. You had legends on the outside. Really awesome matchup. And it was really cool to see a legend like Natalia give back and put over the young upstart in Charlotte and giving her that push to like go on and be a champion. So that was a really good matchup. I agree. It was my number three is Bailey, Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha. We talked about it before. This was takeover rival and this was a great matchup. But if you think about where all four of these women are now, it's just, amazing to think that they all shared the ring with each other i think this was the last time too they never had a four-way again like on the main roster did they no like to think about the four the four horsewomen right to think about the women's revolution that was surrounded by these four women this matchup basically was the catalyst to start that i think that it, it was an amazing matchup too everyone shined um becky lynch i believe she at the time i i think you know correct me if i'm wrong wasn't she teaming up with Sasha Banks when she was like Sasha Banks, like lackey or whatever. And she like, yeah. Yeah. And then she broke her out into her own. And this was like one of the first times we've seen Becky Lynch on her own and she delivered, everyone delivered. I thought this was a phenomenal matchup for every reason that I haven't already said, like it was one of my favorite matches. It's funny, really quick. I just want to say that uh, match was on my list, but then I, you know, did some rearranging and was like, okay. But to me, that match solidified them right away. Like right off the bat, you were watching it thinking these four are going to be the four women that carry the company. And it's so crazy because they have, it's just watching it. You knew that they were going to be special. It definitely was. My number two was Asuka and Nikki Cross. I love this matchup. (laughs) This last women's standing matchup was insane. Uh, for everything that Ivan said, like, this was just craziness, you know. And I love the fact that you mentioned how Nikki Cross was really playing on the character and was, like, laughing after the matchup, even though she lost. Because it, it just added so much to Nikki Cross, that aura around her, that she's just, like, a deranged woman who's willing to put her body through anything to get that title. And, you know, she kind of reminded me in that moment, she reminded me a lot of Raven, like, 
you know, she she likes yeah. the pain and she she thrives off getting hurt and hurting people. So I really love that matchup. Asuka had one of the most legendary title runs in NXT. Um, she never even lost the title, if you remember. She held the title for like over a year and then just she really it. yeah, to go up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, such a crazy matchup, though. All the spots, you know, the women, they got the main event spot that night, and it was well-deserved. Insane stuff. I, I love this era for Nikki Cross, too. I thought she was best when she was with Sanity and with Eric Young and his crew. It was just a great team, and she added so much to that team. I agree. She, she had a chant at the time. I don't I, I don't know if it was Nikki's going to kill you or Nikki knows. Yeah, I don't know well, Nikki's going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think that was happening during this match at some point. But yeah, yeah the, the crowd was really getting behind her in the gimmick, too, which was awesome. And yeah, I, I would, love that. The whole storyline, like not to get too far into it, but like the thing that she saw between Gargano and Champa, and she was in the middle, and she would just oh, walk around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, might be the greatest storyline in NXT history. Nikki Cross was the the center of it. Loved it. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I really want to see her get back to this. Like, I'm hey, not feeling the Nikki ASH shit. I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't think anybody likes it. I feel like she got punished for something. I feel like she acted a fool on an airplane. It was her idea. I just I found know. that out. I just why? found that out. <laughs> you know why? I'm gonna say why because why was her nothing. idea? It was her idea. The why because they have nothing else planned for Vince. Was already gonna write her off TV. There was nothing plans after the whole Alexa Bliss tag teamings. So they didn't know what to do with her after that. So she came up with the idea. Hey, let's do like a superhero gimmick. Let's go like how it was with the Hurricane and of course. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, I forgot his name. I can't believe Rosie. Rosie, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, yeah. I didn't know who you were going with on that one, but yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so she came up with the idea, and Vince loved it. Like, hey, I love it, pal. Let's go. And then he just so bad is good. So bad is good. Shit. I was just on Top Rope Wrestling Talk, and I told Dom since she's going to be a part of the World's Collide card, I was like, I hope that now that she's back in NXT, we could go back to that gimmick. And I said how she must be hating this Nikki A.S.H. gimmick. And he was like, no, she created the gimmick. I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't expect that. I thought she was getting yeah, punished, too. I definitely thought, but, I definitely but, thought she like, tripped over someone's suitcase or some shit. Yeah, right? <laughs> but I'm noticing little tease, though, that she's been like, uh, the last one, she kind of kissed a uh, raw. She kissed the cape goodbye, and you see Piper Nevin. I ain't gonna call her to drop it. Piper Nevin. She comes and yeah, then I don't call yeah, her after the Piper motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then like you know, seeing her. What are you doing? What are you kissing goodbye to? You know, to the cape. You know, I'm seeing a tease, and I'm hoping. And then seeing that jean jacket she's wearing, I'm like, all right, can we see the comeback of the psychotic Nikki Cross? Bring back the sanity music. Oh too. my god! If I she comes back, it. oh me too. Okay, just awesome. for that, I have to. Oh, I have to do it. Yes, I have to. I have to. style. But I would. Um, hey, you know what? Just think about it. That'll be a great tag team. Just having. I mean, they are right now, but getting rid of that gimmick for Nikki and go taking her back to the sanity and her, and Dewdrop becoming again Piper Nevin. Piper oh Nevin. man. Oh. Yeah. They would Aren't dominate they both the tag from team. Scotland too. Scotland. Yeah. Are they both? Oh, I thought I she they're both from, from Scotland. I've never heard uh, Piper actually talk, so I cannot confirm. Let's find I out. I feel like they're both from Scotland. I want to say yes, but I, I thought she was Irish. I believe so. yep. yep, she is from she's, Scotland. She's Scotland. Okay, so they're both from Scotland. Ooh, yeah. I like that. It would be perfect. Yes, exactly. No, you gotta you gotta go back to the original gimmicks for sure. Oh my god, that that'll be so insane, dude. Oh my. I, Triple H, I definitely Papa wouldn't H. mind having them hold the tag titles either, too. Like right? I, I yeah. wouldn't mind that either. I'm with you. If they allow Nikki and Piper to have their old gimmicks back and just have even Piper be like, I don't want to compare her like that, but kind of like, um, kind of like, uh, like, like Havoc from Impact, you know, yeah. like kind of like her, like in a way. If you, it will remind me like a Rosemary Havoc, t- you know, like team, like an Impact yeah. that they have currently. Oh, I would actually like oh. to see that match. Oh, Nevins right. and Nikki Cross versus Rosemary and Havoc. Shit. Oh, that'd be awesome. Dream matches right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my God. Hell yeah. That'd be okay. so awesome. All right. And my good. number one is, of course, I, I was there live. Most legendary match I feel in NXT Sasha Banks versus Bailey, TakeOver, Brooklyn. 
Mm-hmm. Man, this matchup was just phenomenal. Like I, I remember when she hit the belly to Bailey, or was it Bailey to belly, whatever she Bailey called it. Belly, yeah, yeah, yeah when, she hit, when she hit that from the top rope, insane. The the poison Rana she hit. Like these were moves that you weren't used to seeing in WWE. Like WWE wrestled a more conservative style, especially at this point, and we were seeing. You would see these moves on like the indies. You would see uh, Poison Rana, and you wasn't seeing that here, especially with the women. So I thought that this was really innovative. This was way ahead of its time because this is what it becomes. And I think that it's the match that made Bailey a megastar. I think yeah. it's the match that made Sasha Banks a megastar. I love that Sasha Banks had the whole intro or the special entrance. I believe she came out on like a car or something. Yeah, it was like an Escalade or something like that. Yeah, she got like that special entrance. I thought it was really cool. Um, It was hard, though, for me because as great as this match was, it was a toss-up for me to either pick this one or the last woman, not last woman standing, the Iron Woman match that these two had because I thought that that was another phenomenal matchup, too. But I think that this edged it out a little bit more just because I was there live. But really good matchup. I enjoyed this. And if I don't know who hasn't seen this matchup, but – for all our listeners, if you haven't seen this matchup, please go out of your way. This was a phenomenal matchup on an excellent card because this card was super stacked, but this matchup stole the show 100%. 100%. Love it. And, uh, the horsewomen were, I mean, the ones, the two that weren't in the ring were ringside watching too, I believe, right? Like cheering them on? They weren't about believe- watching it. Okay. Then I'm I think they were in the back with, uh, and then they came out afterwards. Yeah, yeah they came out after. Because I know there is another one where they were ringside watching, but that might be. Something that, else something. I believe that was the last woman standing. No, not the last woman. Gosh, I keep yeah, saying that. Okay. The Iron Woman match. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. I think there were all of them on ringside when it was the May Young's class when they first started. All of them were there. That I do yeah, remember. That's... Oh, and all four were there. That was cool. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, here's all my right. list. Man, awesome list. Love it. Love it. Thank the you. right there. Take it away. What's up? Number five. Probably the only one not on any of your lists. <laughs> Dead giveaway, pun intended. Halloween Havoc 2020, Euro Shirai versus Candice LeRae. The mm. tables, ladders, and scares match. How original was the wheel with Shotzi Blackheart spinning it and whatever you get, you get? Did nobody yeah. like that? The, the, what was that it? Match. Spin the wheel, make the deal or something? Yeah. You don't know what the gimmick is of the match until the match starts? I, I love how that was a play towards the old Halloween Havoc idea because that used to be what WCW did for like the early Halloween Havoc, like 92, 93 era. Yeah, I, I loved it. And then obviously the match, which was definitely planned, was the ladder match. And Candice LeRae, who is a hometown girl, I do believe she's from Fullerton, which I'm from a neighborhood right next to it. Mm. Uh, let me make sure that's true. I, she's definitely from Orange County. She might be from like... It's like Orange County, and then I think she also like uh, is built from Riverside, California sometimes. Yeah, I, I know Mia, Mia Yim is from Pomona for sure, which is another like neighborhood near me. But uh, Candice LeRae was known in the indies uh, yep. for her hardcore, her garbage wrestling. When I say garbage, I mean like backyard, like trash cans and ladders and chairs. Not like bad wrestling, but like, you know, like New Jack style. She was kind of the female New Jack for a while. She got her ass beat by the Young Bucks. She's, she's I love wonderful. that match. Oh, I think she oh yeah, Guerrilla Warfare. I think she beat Orange Cassidy once. Like, she is a wild child. And this match proves it on the big stage where she got slung off the top of the ladder to the outside, allowing Io Shirai, the genius of the sky, to get that belt. Um, absolutely number five, just because I wanted a non-traditional – I wanted a hardcore match on my list and I found it. And this is the perfect match to make my number five for sure. Um, yeah. Goddamn. My number four was it's on everybody's list. It was the horsewomen versus each other. Um, nobody knew who was going to win this, but a lot of people I think kind of thought it was going to go to the queen Charlotte, which would have made yeah. sense, but they gave it to banks. Uh, she hit the bank statement and she didn't even try to finish with the bank statement, she rolled it into that surprise crucifix, which is super clever because Charlotte probably knows how to get out of the bank statement. Didn't see the surprise roll up for the one, two, three, um, making banks the greatest wrestler in the history of all time at the time. Um, little sisterhood going on after where like Charlotte's like, Hey, like you beat me fair play. Let's be friends. And Banks was like the fuck we are and shoved her. Like <laughs> you never see the winner turn down the handshake like that. That was so Pun intended, so boss. I loved it. Um, 
my number three was Bailey versus Banks at Brooklyn. Um, I know it was a huge passing of the torch, but for the same reasons that your uh, Iron Woman match was not your number one, this is also not my number one. Even though it's still great, it was an indie darling spectacular. You were seeing moves that you'd only seen like Ricochet and AJ Styles pull off. Yeah. Women proved that they were not just the the camera the Camerons and the Michelle McCool's. <laughs> no shade, no shade. The Elias Mendez. No shade. Oh <laughs> Eva Marie. Eva Marie's no shade. Preach. Preach. <laughs> uh, this opened the world's eyes for sure. Um, top rope fiasco. The Bailey to Belly. No one saw Bailey winning this. It was a passing of the torch. Just within the torch passing amongst the four of them. Bailey was always the run to the group. She was the comedy yeah. gimmick. She kind of sh- seemed like the qu- if. NXT was Mean Girls. She was Lindsay Lohan, and the rest were the, the Queen Bees. She was just kind of there, um, and she proved that she deserved to be there in the ring with this match for sure. Uh, that was my number three, right? Yeah. All right, cool. yes. my number my number two. What is my number two? Oh, okay, of course. Oscar Ember Moon, Brooklyn number three. Mm-hmm. If anybody was going to beat Oscar, that I would not have been upset about. It probably would have been Ember Moon. Anybody else, I would have been like, bah, bullshit. Asuka winning that match kind of surprised me. But seeing what happened to her career after that, how she retired her championship, made a lot of sense. Going on to spoiler alert, her winning streak was given to Charlotte to defeat. Very similar to to The Undertaker thing where, like, they built it up, they built it up, and they wanted to give that win to someone where it, Probably mattered a little bit more on a much bigger stage. And as much as I don't like that it did happen, I'm glad it at least happened to Charlotte at WrestleMania. And Oscar and Ember not winning, it just made it that much more prestige when she finally did lose. But yeah, motherfucker, that totally clips from the top. Holy shit. Uh, I don't think anyone in NXT yeah, had ever kicked yeah. out of that. That was that was like the one-winged angel of NXT. Just yes. once you got ended with that, yes. you were not kicking out. And Oscar kicked out. Surprise roll up, countered it from an arm bar into the Oscar lock, and nobody was ready for Oscar. Hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, all I can say is that that match that you mentioned about Shard and Oscar, you know you could bet in wrestling, and I fucking did it. I fucking it had to it had to happen. I don't like it. I it just <laughs> I yeah, lost I money. I freaking <laughs> hated it. Um yeah, I'm not saying I liked it at all, but yeah, they had they had they had to bring Oscar down and peg her. I get what you mean about like it had to happen because I agree, like all streaks must come to an end at some point. But much like Brock Lesnar defeating Undertaker, I felt like it shouldn't have been Charlotte either. I get it, like Charlotte is their golden girl, and it is very much presented that way. But I don't want to upset some people here, but I'm gonna say it. I definitely don't think. Charlotte Flair is the best women's wrestler. A lot of people like to say she is, but I, I don't think that. And I think that, like, that accolade should have been defeated, but not by Charlotte. For real. <laughs> I, 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 I think Charlotte was the most realistic person to do it. If you were going to make it mean something, it would have meant a lot less if it was to anybody else, in my opinion. Just like with the Taker-Lesnar thing, the story of Taker, and I'll get into this really quickly because it's not the topic of the show, but the story of Lesnar beating Taker at at WrestleMania, that wasn't the story. The story was that was supposed to lull the crowd down and bum them out just to make the Daniel Bryan win that much more powerful. Yeah. That match was not intended. for that, That was not the story of Undertaker losing was only to hype up the emotional depression that people had. That's fair. For the yes movement. It's very smart. Very smart observations. That's that's exactly what they did. Um, You can't tell me otherwise. It's just like when they used to put women's matches before the the main event in WrestleMania. They would bore the fuck out of you. And then you would have this awesome WrestleMania. They'd have you go get your beer, go take your piss, and then come back main event. That's sort of what they did with that. That's sort of what I think. It is so different now. It's so crazy. 
Yeah, I know. Now the women are the main event. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Have WrestleMania. Love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. But first, I've got an honorable mention. Mm. I'm going to do an honorable mention before number one. Uh, oh, what's going on, young Anthony? There you go. Good. Let's see. Uh, I believe it was the. I don't know what year it was. Vanessa knows this off the top of her head. My first time, my only honorable mention: Carrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler, May Young Classic. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> 2018. Didn't yeah. make any fucking sense that Shayna didn't win that, but it did. It sort of did, but it didn't. Oh my god, I have no idea what the fuck they were thinking, but it was awesome. Uh, Shayna had in the Kuchina. What did she call it? The Kuchina Clutch. The Carapuda. Care food question, which same fucking thing. The rich so what was your number one? Close enough. I didn't. Yeah, that's his honorable mention. This is my. Oh, I do honorable mention first. I forgot okay. to get mine. Shit. This is this is to go take your piss match. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> I mean, Shayna was an all in. You bet the house on Shayna to win this, and this is when Kari she like back rolled out of it and got the pin right. Yeah. 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 Genius, love it. And then that set up future matches where Kari would go for that move, and Shayna was ready for it. And she would counter the counter, and then she would yeah. get out, and she would get a revenge. I think taking the belt from her at some point, which that was the storyline. And um, the Mae Young Classic itself is a beautiful farm club for everyone who was the future of pro wrestling. Um, Bianca Belair came out of Mae Young Classic. Almost everybody yeah. who wasn't in the original NXT came mm-hmm. out of Piper Evans. Yeah. Tay Conte, or Tay uh, Mello Guevara. Sorry. Tony Storm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I forgot. It yeah. was um shit. It was uh Tay Conti in there. I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's where I know her from. She was heralded as like the Judoka. Which now brings me to my number one a match, you guys. None of you had on here. How could you not? Huge Bret Hart Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 12 fan. This got me right in the fields. The first ever Iron Woman's match. You gotta love it. The best drama in the history of NXT. There was a count out that added to the score charts. That didn't happen before. Fucking wild. The timing. The ref had to be in their ear telling them how much time was left. Because at two and two with three seconds left, Banks tapped. Or got pinned. She tapped. She tapped to like strikes. She was in like an arm bar. But then like she started getting kicked in the head. So it was like a TKO submission victory. And the real passing of the torch for Bailey. Uh, that was she may have won that first match against Banks, but this is the one that solidified her as a as a legendary wrestler, not a one not a one time you know winner, someone who could get the job done and control the crowd. I remember Bailey Girl being outside. Is this where Sasha was talking bad shit to her? Yeah, this is where she did. yeah. Oh, she cried. Yeah. <laughs> this was heel heat at its finest. It was I've so look for brutal. That. I gotta look for that picture. She was, she was like seven, and Banks is going in on her. She wasn't crying at first, and ba- Banks stood there until she cried. Didn't she and grab the- something off her? I thought she yeah, grabbed she like the headband off her, her side. Yeah. She Bro, off a kid. Insane. And, and then, and then to, to, in the injury, and to, with all fair respect, after the match, Banks went over to her and like hugged her and apologized. And you said, you know, yeah. we love you. And they squashed it, which was beautiful to see. But there's this. The match itself, fucking full 29 minutes and 57 seconds of insanity for sure. Yeah, Go back. Yeah. Was that Eddie Kingston front row? Go back to the last picture. Right there on the top right with the I'm huggable. No, that's not Eddie I definitely think I think Sonya Deville's front row though, right there. Sonya Deville is right. <laughs> no, is that Billy Kay? That's definitely Billy Kay. Right there behind uh Bailey's yeah. elbow. Yeah, uh, that's it. It looked that's like her. Yeah. I think you might be right. Though. I think it might be right. That might have been Billy Kay. Um, but no, I'm gonna look for that picture now. If if you can, if you can, if you have the time to watch 30 minute match, watch this match. It'll that's feel like it, one, breeze, yeah. it breezes yeah. by. It breezes by. It's it's just action packed. They don't do the thing where they hold a submission for like 10 minutes to run the clock. This is action packed every second <laughs> of it. And, and that what's is my crazy list. about that match is that it was it was the main event. Oh, and take over, yeah. and that was yeah. the first time that had like happened for the women in NXT. And I remember watching; I think it was like the Breaking Ground episode on it or something. Mm. I but they did like this whole backstage thing where like Hunter went to Sasha and Bailey and was like, "We want you guys to do this one more time." <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. And Mama's really right. 
Realization. Oh, yeah. Oh, he made her cry. Oh, she made her cry. Horrible. That means Sasha. Why did you make her? What made it like more intense was right before she ripped off the headband. I think Sasha had like just thrown Bailey into the like LED boards or whatever, and like that's when the countdown happened. So, oh shit, Bailey's losing now. You know what I mean? So. There yeah. he is watching her favorite lose, and then Sasha just goes and rips off the headband, and it's just like in your face. It was great. Yeah. Oh so yeah, I found it. Yes. Okay, I found it. Let me put it for you. Let me put it for you. Oh yes, this is the one. Right, I know exactly what type of it. So yeah. Oh damn it! Hold on, let me delete. You had it. You had it. Come on, I just had it. Let me add it. Damn it. Add <laughs> Technical difficulties. Hold on. There we go. There you go. That's yeah, you guys. see, like right there in her face. Straight finest. And all these grown-ups watching another grown-up bully a kid. Look at that. <laughs> Come on. Do better, people. Yeah. Do better, people. <laughs> What's great is that match is going to happen. She's going to fight Sasha Banks. It's going to be just uh-huh. like that picture of um, AJ, AJ Lee. Lee. AJ Lee and oh, Lita. Lita. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I'm going to wrestle you in 20 years, and I'm also going to take your man. <laughs> she better come out with the inflatable wacky people. <laughs> that would be amazing. No, I, I definitely agree. I think Izzy is definitely going to be. I was in, trying to remember her name in Izzy wrestling here. in some form. I mean, she already is. So wrestling now for sure. She's down in Florida somewhere. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. training up in Florida. I don't know if she's training with CCW with Gangrel's uh, training asylum. I don't know if she's there. Or I don't know where exactly she is, but she's currently training. So I, I and she has her own podcast. It's going great for her. So I'm really happy for Izzy, wow. and she's more of AEW mark than WWE. I tell you that because yeah. most of her, like all her posts, is more AEW than WWE. Well, her father is in AEW. Wait, what? Eddie Kingston. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ruby Soho. Uh, Ruby Soho. <laughs> We gotta make a meme off of that. Oh, oh hell, I should be fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, well, Chris said Eddie kicks that kill. <laughs> All right, but let's do the floor. Oh, man, what is Take up? All right, I feel like my list is gonna like surprise a lot of people, maybe not so much. There's a lot that's like that weren't on any of your guys' uh on your list, but it's funny because Chris, this is how you know that we're brother and sister mm-hmm. because. Uh, one of your matches was Io Shirai and Candice LeRae holding havoc, but my number five is actually the first time that they faced each other, which was NXT Takeover Toronto. Mm. Um, I love this match because I rewatched it today actually too, and I forgot how hard hitting it was, and it was kind of like one of the last minute matches that was put on for that card because we had already had uh, Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler set up for that night, and this match, I remember Io Shirai had newly turned heel. She turned against Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae was heartbroken. And immediately, as soon as that bell rang, it was almost like they told each other, all right, let's beat the living shit out of each other. Because they <laughs> were hitting each other so damn hard. I remember there was a bunch of su- uh, suicide dives. There was this point where Io Shirai just got thrown into the announcer's table Candice LeRae got kicked in the face multiple times. I honestly, I thought that that match was actually better than Shayna Baszler versus Medium, and it kind of makes me sad to say that because y'all know I love Shayna. But uh, I, I, I don't disagree. Like, to be honest, I'm with you 100. percent Honestly, I was gonna say I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that match kind of uh, surprised people because again, it was put on very late last minute and. Um, it was the second, you know, women's match on the card, and I don't think anybody expected it to be as good as it was. But it was super good, and I again, I think Candice LeRae is super underrated. I feel like Definitely. her career in NXT could have been so much better. I mean, I don't know if she's coming back to WWE. I would assume so because her husband's back. Um, but I don't know. I just it kind of makes me sad because Candice never got a main you know, title. Uh, she only had the NXT tag titles um, and she only had it for like, what, a day or two or something like that. It was like a yeah, very short reign. reign. Um, but yeah, I, I fucking love that match and that's that's my five just because I love it and just because I didn't expect it to be that good and it, it surprised me. 
So that's my number five. Love it. My Love number it. four, again, uh, this one wasn't on anybody's list. And for this one, I'm going across the pond because we're going to be talking about NXT UK. Uh, and this is the match between Kaylee Ray, now known as Alba Fry. I don't know how much I love that name, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but Kaylee Ray versus Nico Satamora. Uh, it was uh, March 4th, 2021, and it was the main event of NXT UK. And it was one of the best, if in my opinion, one of the best matches of the pandemic Ooh. era. You know, because it was back when they were in the performance center with no crowd or anything, and it was just the LED boards and all of that stuff. But to me, this match is very reminiscent of uh, Dragunov and Walter. Like, it's oh, that version oh, yes. of the winner. Because there was so many false finishes. There was so much, like, oh, shit. Like, Nico, her finisher, and Kaylee Ray kicked out. Kaylee Ray would hit her finisher, and Nico would kick out. It was just, like, back and forth the whole entire time. You had no idea where it was going. At this point... Kaylee Ray had been holding the title for 551 days at this point. And everybody thought, all right, Nico Satamora is going to be the one to beat her because, you know, Nico is the final boss. And everyone <laughs> thought, like, that's how that match was going to go. But Kaylee Ray pulled out an upset and beat her with a freaking Cory bomb. There were so many times I thought she was going to lose because at one point, like, there was a there was a spot where Miko was like working on her leg, and I was like, "Is this injury legit, or is she just selling it really well right now?" And uh, I was very happy to see Kaylee Ray come in with a win. But it's funny though because like it was like 98 days later they had their rematch, and that's where Miko won. And that was a total of 649 days of her reign, and that was probably my favorite match from that reign. And uh, Again, Kaylee Ray, to me, another uh, super underrated superstar. Are we using that word now? Can I, do we call them wrestlers now? I don't know. Anything uh, you like to call them. Like, I yeah, guess whatever I Triple H is. Yeah. That's, I mean, Drew McIntyre broke the, the ceiling on that one. So I think. Yeah, I'm a, you're a wrestler. I'm a wrestler. Let's freaking wrestle. It was, it was great. But no, I, I definitely think uh, that match is, is my number four. Because, and I. It was funny because I wasn't sure if we were allowed to, like, do NXT UK. And I had to, like, ask Chris. I was like, does that count? I mean, it's technically the NXT brand. It's literally NXT, so you're all good. Yeah. So, and then when he said yes, that's why I had to, like, rearrange my list. Because, again, I I said that the the Fatal 4-Way was on my list. But I took it off to put this one in there. Because, uh, I don't know, it was just the first time. Not the first time, but. I guess the first time in a long time that I saw women like legit like beating the shit out of each other. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. do they really not like each other right now? You know what I mean? It was it was kind of like that feeling to it. So that's my number four. My number three is on here for a lot of sentimental reasons, and it's funny because it's kind of sort of what Chris was alluding to in his honorable mention. Except this is the second time. It is. Kyrie Sane defending her NXT Women's Championship against Shayna Baszler at Evolution. Love, love, love that match because, one, it was the first time that an NXT championship was defended on a main roster pay-per-view. Not only that, but it was the first ever all-women's pay-per-view. And, of course, Shayna Baszler was involved in it. Jessamyn Duke was involved in it. Marina Shafir was involved in it. And if anybody knows me personally, like I know Chris the real, knows, like the real four horsewomen, the real four horsewomen, right there, exactly. And, and you know, like those girls are legitimately like my homies. I love them, like with every fiber of my being. So to see all of them like in that ring and like in a monumental event like Evolution, like that meant so much to me. Shayna won with the Carafuda. You know, Kyrie Sane passed out. Um, it was cool because it was the first time that a woman had held the NXT Women's Championship two times. Thus, mm. Shayna two-time was born, you mm. know? And um, I don't know. It, that That's on my list simply. And I love that part, too, exactly, where she was hanging her from the ropes. I was like, oh, now this girl going to pass out. Like, 
it was it was so good and it just made me happy like major serotonin boost in, in all the ways and it was just so cool to see Shayna have that like that moment but again like I said in an all women's pay-per-view something that to be honest I never thought we would live to see and it was kind of crazy that that was you gotta do it again I, yeah. I want them to do it again they Everybody's definitely should like, why haven't they hopefully now with like you know Triple H in charge that they do do it again because I feel like he could see value in that and I feel like mm-hmm. Vince didn't see the value in that and to me like that pay-per-view was one of the best pay-per-views that year and it was just like this can you know it shows you that women can go so definitely that that's my third because like I said for sentimental reasons I, I cried I watched that match like so many times too it's such a good match awesome. my number two it also involves Shayna Baszler uh Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley on the December 19th edition, 2019 NXT. Uh, it was the last match of 2019, and it was right before the pandemic. Um, and this is when Rhea Ripley defeated Shayna Baszler. And, you know, she defeated her. And after that, there was a big old celebration. There was a literal mosh pit in the ring. It was like... It was like yeah. um, I'm trying to think of the metaphor they used, or I may have made up myself. It was like Ding Dong, the witch is dead. Like you got rid of her. Exactly. Of like everybody was just, they just could not wait for Shandy to get her cup confidence because at the time she was breaking fingers and arms and not letting go yep. of holds. Yeah. I had actually written it down. Uh, Shayna had had the belt for 416 days before uh, Rhea Ripley went and took it away from her. And as a major fan of both Shayna and Rhea, like I loved this feud so much. I remember when Shayna came out with Marina and Jessmine and she went in the middle of the ring and was like, I've beaten everybody that there is to beat in NXT. You know, no one can stop me. And then like, this is my brutality. Hits. Rhea comes out and she's like, you say that you've beaten everyone here, but you haven't beaten me, bitch. And I was like, oh, oh yes. <laughs> like, it was so fucking good. Like, the build to this match was so perfect. They had wrestled before this, and Rhea got disqualified because she beat the shit out of Shayna with the chair. This match was so good. I was rewatching it this morning, and I had forgotten there was a, there was a point where uh, – Rhea Ripley had like inadvertently knocked down the referee and she hits the riptide and she has Shayna pinned for like legit 10 seconds and the crowd's counting one, two, three. And it's like, dude, she won. What the fuck? So she goes and like, gets <laughs> <laughs> she goes and gets the referee and like pulls him by his shirt to like wake him up. Like, you know, like, come on, get back in the match. And then again, the moment where Shayna had the, Carafuda locked in on Rhea Ripley and you could tell like Rhea Ripley was in pain thought about tapping out but instead she like grabbed the referee by the shirt so that way she wouldn't tap out it was just so good and then the a fucking, lot of drama in that match a lot of oh, yeah. drama yeah and then the the riptide from the top rope the avalanche yeah, that was so fucking- dude it was so fucking good one two three again ended a reign that a lot of people didn't think was going to end. Like it was something that we had never seen before aside from Oscar, you know? And again, Oscar is beloved, Shayna not so much. So everybody wanted this to happen. And I think by Rhea defeating Shayna, it showed like that Rhea was kind of like the next star to pay attention to essentially. So that is, that is my number two. Uh, my number one, before we get to it, I also have an honorable mention really, really oh. quickly. Uh, I can't remember, like, when exactly it took place. I want to say it was 2019. No, I want to say it was 2018. Maybe 2019. I don't know. It was uh, Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler in a steel cage match. Mm. And it was right before Io turned heel. Um, and it was that whole stipulation about like if if Shayna beats EO one more time, like EO will never be able to challenge for the NXT Women's Championship again. Um, and I remember like thinking like, oh shit, this is gonna be where Shayna loses. It wasn't because uh, uh, Shayna had again the Carafuda 
locked in on her. I don't know if you guys remember, but the, the cage door was open and then like EO hit Shayna with the cage door and it like knocked Shayna out. So Shayna fell outside and yeah. she like won by default. Like that's yeah. That's my actual mention. I got you in that picture. Hold on. I got it. And there you go. It was it was so good. Like I remember thinking like, oh damn, she she like won by the skin of her teeth essentially. Literally. <laughs> And number one, now it's time officially. My number one. This is this is not gonna surprise me. This this doesn't surprise anybody, I feel. Um again, Sasha Banks versus Bailey and NXT Takeover Brooklyn. I mean, even though that match is like what, seven years old now at this point, like to me it still is the bar for women's wrestling. Yeah. I, I just feel like I remember watching it that night thinking, like, shit is different now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, shit isn't how it was when I was, like, five years old, seven years old, watching bra and panty matches, watching, you know, jello matches and pudding matches. Like, it was it was different. And I think what made that match so special, too, is the crowd was legitimately invested, like, the whole entire time. They were on fire. And yep. I, I honestly think the crowd is kind of what makes wrestling wrestling, which is why it was so weird to uh, watch wrestling in the pandemic era because we didn't have, you know, any fans. But I just remember, again, you mentioned the Poison Rana, the Bailey to Belly from the top rope. Like, Bailey, I don't know if you guys know. I know Chris knows for sure. But Bailey, like, is my, my number one favorite wrestler, like, above everyone. So, like, to see her have that moment, it was like, finally, you know what I mean? Like, finally, because, again, you guys even mentioned, like, she's kind of the one that's often forgot about. Like, even now, she's still the one that people kind of just ignore, essentially. Yeah. Like, to me, that moment, again, solidified her as someone important. And I don't know, just the whole, like, story of that match, too, and, and... I, I love their in-ring work. To me, uh, Bailey and Sasha have the best chemistry as far as, like, wrestlers in the ring together. Um, and then I also remember watching the untold story on the WWE Network, now Peacock, about how <laughs> when this match happened, they were telling them to tone it down. They were like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. Like, women wrestlers are not supposed to do that. You know what I mean? But essentially, they kind of said like screw you we're gonna do what we want to do and and they pulled off this amazing match and to be honest this is a match that i go back and watch like multiple times it's my comfort match it's kind of like what i watch when i'm in a bad mood or like when i'm like bored and want to you know be entertained i always go back to this match and i don't know it meant so much to me and again i i think it set the bar for women's wrestling i think it still sets the bar for women's wrestling you look at people like Indy Hartwell, people like Britt Baker that talk about this match and say that them watching this match is what made them want to be a professional wrestler. So it's just kind of crazy to think that even though it was only eight years ago, it's still kind of inspiring so many people out there, you know? I'll tell you what, like, I remember leaving there. That was not the main event. The ladder match between Finn Balor and Kevin Owens was the main event. But I remember leaving there, and even on the train ride home, like, the few people that was on my train, like, at least, like, for a 20, 30-minute ride, people were only talking about this matchup. And that's why I knew it was special, because you had so many matches. You had the debut of Jushin Liger, who never was in the WWE. Comes to the WWE, he's on this show. Samoa Joe's first takeover match was here. And then you have everybody talking about this matchup between Sasha Banks and Bayley. That's when I was like, yeah, I just saw history. So... For sure, like the crowd really recognized that they were witnessing history. And I think kind of too, what made it special too is I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, it was around the time Dusty Rhodes had just passed away, and so Bailey came out with the Dusty Rhodes he- uh, like headband and like the the wrist tape, and there was like this moment where like Sasha was slapping the crap out of Bailey and was like, "You're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. Like I'm better than you," and just. Bailey just came back with such a force and kind of was like, I'm going to prove you wrong and I'm going to become this champion. And I also think that's why, like, it meant so much to me, too, because, you know, underneath Bailey, 
what she truly is, and I mean, it kind of showed in her gimmick, too, is that she's a fan of pro wrestling. Like, even now, it shows so much with her yeah. working with Dakota Kai and EO Sky. You know, like, it just shows that she cares about women's wrestling and cares about the division. And for me, like, I don't know how many of, uh, how many of you guys know this, too, but it's like, I always wanted to be, like, a professional wrestler. Obviously, I couldn't do that because of physical limitations. But for me, like, Bailey hey, is... Uh, the Bailey guy, what's his name? The kid with the leg. Um, Zach Gowan. Zach Gowan, yeah. I knew that. I just couldn't think of it. Don't sell yourself short, Vanessa. You have more legs than Zach Gowan. <laughs> that's that's fair. I do have they more just, legs. They, they just don't go vertical. <laughs> they, just, they just don't work. Um, no, no. But uh, but seriously, like, Bailey is is the wrestler that I, that I would have been, in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, I look at her, I'm like, I love her style of wrestling. I love her personality. Whether she's face or heel i just i i love bailey so like that that alone her winning that match like it sticks out to me and to this day it's, it's my favorite match for sure that's, that's amazing list amazing list absolutely Hell I yeah. love how to this day to this day by the way I, I noticed chris looking like a mob boss with his cat <laughs> <laughs> He, he, he does that sometimes. My precious. <laughs> My precious. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Inspector Gadget. Yeah, I love Dr. Claw for sure. Dr. Claw, yes, Inspector Gadget right there. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic looks from everyone, especially from our guests here. Vanessa, you killed it, man. Thank awesome. You, we appreciate you for coming on. And if you have another Thank one. You for having me. Oh, course, always. The door is right open. Anytime you have another one, let us know, and we'll we'll make it happen. We will make it happen. That is right. But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate all of you guys for taking the time for tuning in here on this Friday evening. And of course, not forget, of course, to subscribe and follow us on our social media platforms. You know, all over our at Circle Debates and the YouTube channel, of course, and follow the rest of the DeLorean podcast as well on Twitter and Instagram as well. And catch up here on the COD channel. And you might be having a special episode tomorrow, Rex and Delorean, a recap of WWE Clash the Castle. Yes, and I'll sir. be there. I'll be there. It'll be 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 6 o'clock Central, and 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So I'll be there recap with De Niro uh, in regards for Clash at the Castle will be tomorrow. You guys are welcome, too, if you guys want to. Hop on, talk about Clash of the Castle. I'm not a morning person, and I'm like, oh, God, I got to get up at, like, 9.40 to make it. You guys are going to be eating breakfast. You guys are going to be drinking your coffee and watching Clash of the Castle. At least I got it at 1 o'clock. It's it's 9 p.m. here. I'm going to go put coffee on right now. There you go. That's right. And don't forget to buy our merch. Buy our fucking merch, for God's sake. There you have it. Coffee tastes better in the Circle of the Bay coffee cup. That's right. And the tumbler right there. Get the T-shirts, the pillow. Hell yeah, buy the merch. All and the you, you got the chanclas there. I said one more time, we got the sandals now. The chanclas mm-hmm. for all your ladies out there. You're going to whoop your son's or your husband's ass or your, or your side man. Right there, you can throw them that chancla because that chancla is dangerous. That's for sure. I can tell you <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. That is right. And also, once again, for all our SoCal pro wrestling fans that are listening and watching, Sunday, once again, at the Whiskey Go-Go in Hollywood. Come see the director himself, FDS, Fake Destroyed, will be taking over the whiskey and rocking out. Well, I don't know. He's going to rock out with his. You know, I don't think he is, but, but you know, come by. It's it can happen. And it's Hollywood. You're absolutely right. So come by. the free show. All ages. Come by. Say hi to the director. Take a picture. Buy him a shirty tempo. And if you want an autograph, get an autograph from the director himself because he is that famous. That's for sure. And shameless plug for me, really quickly. If anyone wants to follow me on social media, it's Great Love ninety one. I post about wrestling, I post about music, I post about TV, movies, all that shit. So if you guys want to do that, um, that's where you find me. Absolutely, we'll put it right here in the description for sure. Definitely follow Vanessa. Follow her. We'll follow you right now. Yes, indeed. Yes, I love it. (laughs) Love it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Once again. The host Stevie's what I've been seeing here with the director himself, the one and only Chris Kennedy. 
and Mr. DeLorean himself, Mike De Niro, and of course the Vanessa General, General V, Vanessa right there. Same to you guys. Yeah. Always catch always and always love wrestling. But yes, like I said we don't podcast, we fucking make history. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend, everyone. We'll catch you guys on the next one.